Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Welcome to another week of Spirit Katana. I'm your host, the old man. I'm Ruby. I'm Rosella. I'm Jade Fire. And we have a returning guest. Big Mama. All right. Yay. (laughs) All right. So last week, we all should have got caught back up with Ruby, who was leaving us in the dust. Um, You think it was fun for me? You all did the podcast without me. So, yeah, that's true. Um... And so now we're all starting at Matthew chapter 8, verse 23. Jesus comes storm. That's what mine's called as well. Jesus comes the storm. Jesus comes the storm. Apparently, this episode is going to be a musical. Woohoo! I thought Jadefire hated musicals. (laughs) Alright. Anyway, Jadefire, why don't you start us off? Uh, my question is, what does God want your life to look like? And I wrote down faithful. You want to expound on that? Because, uh, like, um, they were like, Lord, save us! And he was like, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? So what does it mean to be faithful? What does it look like to be faithful? Uh, to trust that Jesus won't let any harm or spiritual harm come to you. Okay. I mean, he might let you get shot by a bullet, but... Rosella, what do you have? For Jesus comes a storm? Yep. Um, I, wrote, I wrote down that he wants us to believe in him. Sounds very similar to another answer we just got. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think he wants you to believe in him? Because he can do anything. He can do anything. Except sin. He cannot sin. Well, that would be going against who he is completely, so, yeah, he cannot not be him. <laughs> he can, he just can't. Huh? It's a confusing subject. Well, sin is be doing things outside of the plan and the design of things, and so he can't. Like, if he did it, then it's now the design. <laughs> so, therefore, it's not sin. Correct. He's God, he could find a way to sin if he wanted to, but he doesn't want <laughs> okay, to. Okay, I don't... That's just not how sin, that's not what sin is. The definition of sin is going against his plan and going against him. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ruby, what do you got? Um, my question was, what did I learn about God? Is that he is almighty and all-powerful. Like, um, he can just calm a storm. Like, it is nothing to him. He can just be like, be calm and it's calm and like that should and his disciples should know that like to put his trust in him like everybody and that makes me at least more eager to put trust in him because he proves how strong and powerful he is yeah yeah i think my comments here are kind of similar to yours and jade fires for sure because first of all i just love how casual it seems to come across like he just gets up and says or he rebukes it. He just rebukes the wind, and it just calms down. Like, it's nothing. Like, nothing. Like, there's not a big show of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's not pulling off, like, a big old Gandalf, you shall not pass, waving arms and sh- showing magical powers or anything like that. He's just like, hey, quiet down. <laughs> yeah. Um, How do you use the words shut up instead of quiet down? But then, also, I just, um, I, I wrote that we just have nothing to fear, uh, with the creator of everything watching over us because all that stuff that's storming around i mean those are all things from his creation he has power over it all so yeah how about you big mama you got anything yeah in 26 it says why are you afraid you of little faith so even though the disciples had little faith that didn't stop god from acting on their behalf and this is the second time he's done that in matthew um 
So it's not dependent on us having big faith for Jesus to work on our behalf. Even little faith he will work on behalf of. I like that. That's a good point. He he made his promises to us or whatever. And just if we fail on our side, that doesn't stop him. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, so my next section would be the rest of the chapter. Jesus restores two, men, two demon-possessed men. Two demonized men is what mine says, but yeah. Same Jesus thing. heals two men with demons. Yeah. The healing of two demon-possessed men. All right. So, Rosella, why don't you start us off this time? Okay. I wrote that no matter what, he will keep us safe. Sounds similar to the last one. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you see here that where he's keeping us safe? Well, technically he saves two people from... From demons, sort of. Yeah, no, he did. So you don't have to worry about the demons, because he can drive them right on out. He's the only one to be afraid of. Actually, you don't even have to worry about the demons at all, because you have been saved and washed with his blood. That's a little weird to think about, like, (laughs) almost (laughs) taking a bath with blood. (laughs) That is a weird image, for sure. (laughs) All right, Ruby, what do you got for the the demon possession? Um... That God is so powerful and strong, like how we said in the last section, that even the demons are like asking him and essentially pleading with him or begging him to just go into a flock of pigs. Like they need his permission to do anything, kind of like. Mm, yep. That he is just so strong that they have to obey him. Yeah, they do. They can't. They can't fight him. Um, I had a few notes here. I really enjoyed this section. Um, so with 829, it says, what do you want with us, son of God? They shouted, have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? And I was wondering, I just was wondering about the appointed time and whether that means like judgment day. Um, I just thought it was interesting that they know their ultimate fate because they're like, apparently it's appointed that they should be tortured at some point. So are you torturing us before that time is supposed to be here (laughs) is what they're asking. So it's an interesting thought there. Um, and then I, that made me wonder if they just know the plan, but still think they can stop it. Um, or they're just trying to bring down whoever they can with them. Yeah, like, I, it just it raised a bunch of questions for me, I guess. Just like, like, what, like, if they know that that's it's coming, and do they think that they can stop it, which is why they continue to behave in the way they do, or do they have just, like, they made their choice already and they have no longer have a choice? I, I just don't know. <laughs> what it seems like to me is... They basically don't like God, so they know that they can't stop him, probably, but they don't want him to be happy with all his children, Mm. basically, is what I'm thinking, something like that. I don't have a verse to, like, point to and say, this is why I think this, but with the interaction with demons and Satans and all of that, um, it definitely appears that they have already been judged, and some were taken into heaven and some were not mm, so like that their they, their choice was already made and it's yeah. done yeah and that so this they're just is doing what they can talk, during that time not Michelle, this, is, this is big mama talking not like this is biblical you know i'm just drawing my um inferences from what i've read yeah sure no i mean like that was definitely a, a thought that i had for sure so i was just curious um i i find the spiritual realm with angels and demons stuff interesting i guess it doesn't pertain to a lot of our daily living um it's certainly not required for our salvation but it's just interesting things to try to wonder and think about (laughs) it is really interesting especially since they appear to have a lot more to do with us than we realize and um yet they're not directly spoken of very much in the scriptures yeah yeah for sure um and then i also have Let's see, 832. He said to them, go. So they came out and went into the pigs, and the whole herd uh, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and died in the water. Um, And so it made me also question what happens to the demons possessing something when the host dies. Again, random question. Doesn't really pertain to a lot, but I was just curious. Yeah, I was wondering that too. I'm pretty sure it's further on in Matthew where I was reading. Um, it talks about how spirits wander throughout the earth looking for someone to um, inhabit. So they just kind of wander. Oh, yeah, I think it's here in 12. 
An unclean spirit comes out of a person. It roams through waterless places looking for rest, but doesn't find any. So. Mm. Is that the one that where it talks about it returns and becomes more powerful? Or yes. Whatever? Yeah, okay. I remember that. Yeah, so they, they seem to be uncomfortable when they're not taking up residence in something or someone. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that they can affect the physical world unless they are inhabiting someone or something. Well, that could be. That, that's an inter- interesting thought as well. Because, I mean, like, as far as we know, demons are just angelic beings that turned against God, right? Yes. Um, I would say that all angelic beings are spirits, um, and God allows some to manifest in a way that they can at least interact with people, um, as is the case with Abraham when they came and ate with him. Yep. Like, they're yep. obviously physically interacting. Mm-hmm. Um but I would highly doubt that demons have that uh, privilege. That would make sense. Um, it's just also interesting because, like, a lot of times in depictions of other things, um, like movies and shows and things like that, they just are hanging out in hell unless they come up and possess people or whatever. But I know, like, I think both you and I have a sense that hell isn't a thing that really exists yet. It's what's coming. Yeah, the lake of fire is right. out there, but... It's not like they have a home. Yeah, it's not like they're living there and having a party or whatever, and then coming out, making their plans and whatever. Yeah. As far as I understand, they're roaming the earth. That's why, like, uh, I think um, Satan himself is declared as, like, the ruler of, like, the earth in a way. Yeah, the prince of the earth. Yeah, prince of the earth. Or prince of this world, I think it's called. Sure. Um, But, yeah, the lake of fire is not their home. That's their punishment. Yeah, that's what they're (laughs) destined for. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then my last thing, because those are just random things, um, questions and thoughts that I had, was that from the last part, uh, then the whole town went, or maybe it's not even from the last part, maybe I just marked it there. Oh, no, it is. Okay, so, then the whole town went out, then the whole town went out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they pleaded with him to leave their region, and I just thought it was interesting that despite doing good and saving people, they asked Jesus to leave. They were being inconvenienced. Um... And I just thought it was a good, like, warning for us, like, to not, to be sure not to act that way when we encounter Jesus or are directed to do something for God. Like, yeah, it can be inconvenient to what we want and how we want to proceed with the world and how things go. But, like, these are good things that are being done for everyone that, suck it up. (laughs) Yeah. But also, like, I feel like an inconvenience is a light way to put that because these pigs were their livelihood i mean obviously they weren't jewish if they were raising pigs but still that's true the pigs were their livelihood that would be like like your half a year's wages or year's wages or whatever running off into the ocean and drowning um so while that is worth the uh saving of two men i can still see why they were a little upset about that that's an an interesting point because if they're raising pigs so they're probably not jewish then it stands the reason that the two men that were possessed were also not Jewish, and Jesus is out there saving them. Most likely, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Like, that just shows more of him going out beyond just the Jews, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which we know he does. I mean, that's, that's all good. But also, like, you gotta assume that these two demon-possessed men were a problem. Yeah, they wouldn't let anyone pass by because they were so violent. So it's kind of difficult to be raising your pigs out there when you got these two guys causing a lot of problems anyway. Well, they're just out in the tombs. I have a feeling they're like, eh. especially if the pig wanders that way, it's like, well, if I get that pig back, those guys are out there. I would assume it was no worse than, like, a wild animal. Like, they yeah. had a lot of wild things going on back then. Possibly. Possibly. All right. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say since you were jumping on a lot of what I was asking? Nope. Oh, what's up, Rosa? Um, just a question that I thought of. Um, do you go, like, back to being young if you die of old age and if you go to heaven or, like, what What age? I think she's asking, like, what age? Are you the same age that, or is your spirit going to be, like, the same bodily shape that you're in right now? Oh, 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 oh. so, like, if I die at seven, will I be seven in heaven? If I die at, like... 102 will it be 102 yeah it we really don't know all the answers here but we are told that we'll have a new body so it won't be anything like what we've had already it says that we're actually this body is like a seed you know the acorns that you found outside yeah they're made out of the same stuff that an oak tree is right the Uh big oak trees up behind the barn Uh made out of the same stuff same color 
same like density feels about the same but they're not the same are they no do, do they look so... the same <laughs> <laughs> when that acorn goes down into the ground it actually has to die like everything in that seed has to die and then a new plant starts growing and then you get an oak tree and I don't remember the reference, but it says that we are the same. Our bodies go into the ground dead, and then they come back completely changed. So it doesn't really matter how old the acorn is, it doesn't. The tree looks like a tree. <laughs> Does that make sense? So yeah, we're going to be something far more than what we have been. We don't really know what that looks like or what that means, but we know that we will not be this. <laughs> we won't be a sad little squirrel food. Right. All right, Jadefire, what do you got for this section? All right. Um, my question is, what can we learn about God? My answer is that, like, um, he agreed with the demons for them to be able to go into the pigs so that, like, he can just, like, agree. Like, he will usually agree with something, even if it's demons. As long as it doesn't harm this plant. It's a weird way to say it, but it's true. <laughs> it's yeah, like, throw me I off. wouldn't say he agrees with them. He concedes to them. I feel, I like, it kind of almost means the same thing, but it, it seems less like, oh, yeah, good idea, guys. Like, that's where it sounds like when it's agree. But concede, it's like, there's no reason not to, so go ahead. So he has that grace and mercy. Which is kind of what you said, as long as it doesn't mess with this plant, right? So there's no reason not to, so there you go. Um... Yeah, he essentially answered the demon's prayer. What? That's weird. Yeah, (laughs) an an interesting thought thought about this is that he isn't excessively harsh or vindictive even to the demons. Yeah. He's like, that's where you want to go? Okay. And because that's how God treats us too, right? Like, if you want to go sin, he's like, okay, you can go do that. I've told you not to. I've I've told you why not to. But if that's what you want to do... It's not going to be good for you, but there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because they go into the pigs, <coughs> the pigs jump over the cliff. Right. It's like a whole nother level. Not only does he answer the prayers of those of little faith, he answers the prayers of demons. What? That's crazy. It's an interesting thought. All right. Yes. So section three, I think we're on. Um, that starts off chapter nine. Jesus forgives and heals a paralyzed man, is what mine says. Forgiveness and healing is what mine says. Mine says Jesus heals a paralytic. Yep. Jesus heals a paralytic. Sure. All right. What about you, Mom? Or Big Mama? Yeah, I don't want people to know you call me Mom. (laughs) The son of man forgives and heals. Mm, Okay. Um, Ruby, why don't you start us off this time? Okay. Okay. Um, so I've got a couple things on this. Um, <clears throat> so the first one, um, the question or whatever is, what did I learn about God? And is he is amazing, and he proves to the the Pharisees just how powerful he is. Such amazing, and. And another thing to point out is how amazing he is that he forgives the man's sins and tells the man to stand up and walk. Um, sorry, that was trying to read my own handwriting. Um, but just like how amazing he is, how like he can forgive sins and tell people to just stand up and walk if they can't yeah i do like how he's just like well you know which is easier to say because one is easier to say because you don't really have to prove it (laughs) and then he's like but just so you know that i do have this authority he's like i know that i just say it so you guys are getting all mad and i can't prove much but here i will prove just something else so my Uh, note oh what i said i had more Oh, you have more, sorry. Yeah, um, the other one is, what does God want my life to look like? Is to believe and not to, uh, not believe or disbelieve like the Pharisees did. Because if I do, um, I also, like, the 
Pharisees were basically proved wrong sometimes with Jesus. Maybe not in this one exactly, but, like, they disbelieved him. So if we disbelieve, like, we're just... How do I put that? Um, Like, if we disbelieve, like, them, we won't get much out of it. Like, might as well believe God, basically, I think. Well, ain't nothing else going on. I guess I'll believe in God. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, okay. So, uh, are, is what you're saying is there's no harm in believing in Jesus, and there's lots of good in believing in Jesus, so why why do we hesitate to do so? Pretty much, and if we don't believe, then there is, like, we don't have him to go to, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, sometimes when we watch, like, um, movies like uh, Three Days or something, like, where they were, the mom was trying to help her daughter recover from drug addiction. Oh, yeah, I forget what that was called. And there was just, like, so many hopeless, horrible scenes, and it's like, and it wasn't, like, a Christian movie, but um, it was just showing the horrors of drugs and addiction and that lifestyle, and, and it's like, how does her mom cope? How does she cope? Like, in those scenes, I just... I can't even imagine yeah, without, coping with life without Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, if you don't believe in him, then you don't really have anything good to turn to. Yeah, I was I was not following you really well, but I'm glad that's cleared up because, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Yes. Um, my note was just, uh, <laughs> don't be hasty. Um, what? You really <coughs> need to learn that lesson. As far no, as... man. So let me... Let me expound a little. Right. Don't be so quick to judge the actions of others. So, um, like, it was easy for them to just jump on, Jesus must be blaspheming because he can't be the Christ, right? Like, just because somebody says that something miraculous has happened, or uh, especially in American culture, it seems, it's really easy to be like, eh, like, you're not going to believe it. But we shouldn't be doing that, right? Like, there is, po- like, well, you got to be discerning. you got to be wise, right? But you can't just automatically just disbelieve them either. Like, seek it out. Research it. Pray about it. Whatever. You know, like, ask them some follow-up questions. (laughs) And then you can maybe make a good determination, right? But don't just be like, well, no. Impossible. (laughs) And also it goes back to, like, it's a chapter 7 where it's like, do not judge. Like, we need to judge for ourselves and what's good for us in our life. Right. Um, But, yeah, we don't need to be condemning other people either. Exactly. Um, Big Mama, do you have anything for that? Nope. Okay. Jade Fire. I thought I already should have Not for this one. (sighs) Oh, okay. Um, I'm tied to... (laughs) (laughs) Start quoting Titus for us instead. Sure. I'll correct you on any mistake. (laughs) That will probably be a lot of correcting. Alright, what do you got? Alright. Uh, Jesus heals a paralytic. My question is, what does God want your life to look like? And my answer for that is helping and believing. Um, because in there, wait, just a sec. Yeah, um, some, like, uh, the paralytic had, like, had some men bring him to Jesus. Yep. And so that's where I got the helping part. And then the believing part, because the men believe that, or they all believe that Jesus could heal him. All right, Rosella. Um, we're on Jesus heals a paralytic. Yep. <clears throat> what I wrote is that God can prove he is God, even though he does not have to. That's true. All right. Uh, then I think that means we move on to section four, the calling of Matthew. Jesus calls Matthew to follow him. Jesus calls Matthew. The calling of Matthew. The calling of Matthew. So, so who's he calling here? Matthew. Matthew. Who's Matthew? Don't know. What else do we know about Matthew? Matthew. He's a disciple, right? That he wrote a gospel. Yeah, which gospel? (laughs) Matthew. Wait, aren't we in Matthew? Yes, exactly. That's where I was trying to get you. Oh. Yes, we're reading... He wrote about himself? Yes, he did. 
but much more humbly than John did. It is kind of funny, though. He's just like, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office. You know, like, he's not like, this is my time to shine. Right. (laughs) He gets a little blurb and then it goes on. Yep. So, um, what I highlighted here was from 11 through 12. Um, When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Um, Heard that a lot. So, he didn't just eat with them. He called one to follow him to be an apostle. So they're like, why is he eating with these people? But he had just called Matthew to also follow him, and not just be a disciple, but an apostle. Um... And then, that person he called, this tax collector that they were all against, right? What did he go and do? He wrote a gospel. He wrote about Jesus for people to learn about Jesus. Like, he's pretty important, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's all these people that were had sin in their lives, were uh, hated by other pe- believers of God or Christians later on, like Paul and stuff. And they're the ones that do a ton of work furthering God's message in his kingdom. <laughs> It's always the least, right, that he just brings up. And they're the ones that needed it, right? Because it also says, who needed the doctor? The sick. Mm-hmm. If you're healthy already, you have no reason to suddenly be like, oh, thank goodness. If you were sick and dying and somebody rescued you and saved you, it's like, oh, that's so awesome. And you're going to be more charged up to go spread that news. You needed it, and now you're more grateful for it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my note. <laughs> that reminds me of something. That's in John 1. He who loves much is, or he who's forgiven much loves much. Yes. Forgiven much yes. Loves that, that reminds me of the thing like doctors hope you get sick because then they get money. <laughs> okay. I Big, think there's enough sick people to go around. Right. <laughs> Big Mama, what do you got for here? Anything? Uh, yeah, in 13 it says, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. And he says that same thing again in 12.7. Um, and he's quoting from Hosea. Um, six six, um, and the analogy that I like for that—that's more um, up to date—is a husband who is unfaithful but brings home flowers. Would you rather have that, or would you rather just have a faithful husband? Like you'd rather just have a faithful husband, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's how God feels about us. He just wants us to be faithful in what we're doing, and doesn't necessarily want us to preoccupy ourselves with. Um, big sacrifices if our heart isn't with him so kind of back to the fruits of the spirit is what he's looking for not necessarily good works so to speak oh did we talk was this earlier in matthew or is it later in matthew or maybe it's somewhere else i was reading um where it talks about your righteousness needs to surpass that of the pharisees yeah that was last week i think yeah okay so it's just interesting because if you continue on 13 for i've come to call not to not come to call the righteous but sinners so he's not even, like, it's not who he's calling, right? Is <laughs> the righteous. He's like, you need to be more righteous than the first. But I'm not calling the righteous. I'm calling sinners to make you righteous. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so what did Pharisee mean exactly back then? I know, like, they weren't good people, but were there any good Pharisees? What did that mean if you were a Pharisee? I would argue that there were probably good Pharisees. Pharisees was a position. Oh, well, then there were probably good Pharisees. I mean, like... Because we had, well, there's the one... Nicodemus? Who... Well, that, I was going to bring him up too, but yeah, Nicodemus um, definitely was seeking out Jesus' information. He's the one that uh, he talks to in John 3.16 when he says, for God's so love oh, the world. Yay. So Nicodemus is the one he's talking to because Nicodemus came at night because he didn't want to come when, <laughs> when all the other Pharisees were out doing things. Nicodemus also helped with the burial of Jesus' body. Right? Yes, he's brought up a few times in John, so he was actually kind of an interesting, important character. But then there is also the one whose daughter... <coughs> dies was he a pharisee i think he was right he was in, he was at least in oh, one of those daughter. groups i think there were some like scribes and stuff but so there was him so there was definitely people within that group that definitely were like christ might actually be who we're looking for okay. many of them were against him yeah i wasn't sure if it was that pharisees meant something like sin means something like you know it, what I mean? It has become that to an extent in at least Christian culture to be like, don't be a Pharisee, right? Like, they're saying don't be these unbelieving people and being hoity-toity and putting yourself up, right? Be a Nicodemus, but don't be a Pharisee. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. 
I don't know. Like, I think that Nicodemus would have been Nicodemus whether he was a Pharisee or not. I don't know if being a Pharisee necessarily helped him at all. <laughs> right. I would say it was probably more strike against him than anything because the Pharisees added to God's laws. Um, they also changed God's laws where it says in the Old Testament that you are to take care of your family, like your um, parents and that sort of stuff. Um Pharisees said, well, you don't actually have to take care of them as long as you give us the money instead and give it to the temple. That's fine. You don't have to take care of your parents. Um, so they they definitely did some sketchy stuff. There was also one in Acts, I think, too, or at least maybe it was a Sadducee. I don't know. Um, but there was that whole group that were like trying to go after Paul and them. And he's like, hey, guys, let them go. Remember the other things that happened? And then they all scattered after he died. So... This will also scatter if it's not of God. But if it is, you shouldn't be fighting it, guys. <laughs> so stop. <laughs> Are you talking about Acts? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, that sounds very familiar. Yeah. I think it's chapter five. Yeah. yeah All I right. It. Uh, you just shared yours, right, Big Mama? Yeah, that's right, yeah. 13. Uh, Jade Fire, what do you get for the calling of Matthew? The calling of Matthew. Uh, what does God want your life to look like? Um, to have mercy. Ah. I get that from, like, the last verse. Yep, 13, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says mercy, not sacrifice. That's exactly what I wrote down. What is mercy? Do you know? Uh, giving someone grace when they don't deserve it? Or did I get that switched? Very close. Um, grace is giving something, some, giving someone something good that they don't deserve. Mercy is withholding something bad that they do deserve. Does that make sense? So grace is a gift that you didn't earn. Mercy is withholding punishment or consequences that you do deserve. So God had mercy on us because we deserve eternal punishment for our sin. And he gave us grace. And he, gave, he showed grace by giving us eternal life, which we do not deserve. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Exactly. So how do you give mercy to people every day? Uh, don't tell. That's one way, yep. What other ways can you show mercy to people throughout the day? Don't get revenge. Yeah. Don't retaliate if they do something mean. Like, just don't be mean basically all day. If someone keeps poking you, don't poke back. Maybe You can maybe ask them to please stop, but like, you don't have to keep getting revenge or mm. retaliating just don't, don't test people on mercy either <laughs> yeah so mercy can be is a way of living every day it's not just like haha i have the opportunity to punish you but i will give you mercy it's those those opportunities come up pretty rarely but the opportunity to forgive people Overlook offenses. How many times have you guys heard that? It is to a man's glory to Never. overlook an offense. Never. Not once. This is the first time. Chat so would be showing so, mercy. So you and Ruby and Rosella don't have to worry about it. Don't have to worry about what? Uh, overlooking an offense. It's to a man's glory. So you guys are. Doesn't matter. Nope, it doesn't. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh dear, I'm in trouble. Rosella, what do you got for that section? What section are we on? The calling of Matthew? Okay. No matter what we've done, like tax collecting or like hurting somebody, Jesus would will still want us to follow him. Yes, exactly true. Very good takeaway from that. Um, Ruby? I have something kind of like that, um, but I, and I know we covered what a, this thing is a lot at the very beginning with the... Um, whatever they're called, the genealogies of Christ or oh, whatever. Oh, sure. But um, to that God doesn't care who you are, he wants you to follow him, like, it doesn't matter, he still loves everyone. Yeah, and if you've screwed up, done bad things, which we all have, he can still use you. <laughs> yep. The more messed up, the better, really. Yeah. If you started I mean, that way like, before you meeting You shouldn't him. go out and, like, try to mess yourself up first, but, like, people who have really messed up their lives and then come to Jesus. They're usually the most, like, impressive. Yep. Um, all right. Section four, five? Five. 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 Uh, yep, yep, yep. 
Jesus yeah. questioned about fasting. A question about fasting. Jesus questioned about fasting. A question about fasting. Jesus brings a new reality. <laughs> Not even close to any um, What was the last verse of your your guys' open? Thirteen. So it starts in fourteen. Two, yeah. So you're starting in fourteen, right? Uh-huh. Where does I it go through? Fourteen. Seventeen. I actually kind of like yours because it almost helps to define oh, the um, parables the a little bit more that we're kind of hanging me up this week. Oh, okay, sure. Um, well, Big Mama, do you have anything about fasting? Um, actually, not about fasting. About Jesus bringing that new reality, though, in this same <laughs> section, um, where it talks about no one puts patches on an old garment, no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Oh, yeah. This yeah, I struggled with this, too. That's right. Wow. This parable kind of made us both be like, okay, Jesus, why do you explain all the other ones? And then you're like, by the way, here's a cryptic parable that I'll just sit here and not explain. But the way that we kind of discussed it out and came to interpret it is that um, Jesus is the new covenant. And if you try to put the new covenant into the old law it's not going to work the two aren't meant to be mixed up together um, we have a new covenant jesus brought that in with grace and truth um, the law from moses is the old covenant the old wine the old wineskin the worn out garment you know that's the old covenant now we have jesus who's the new covenant with grace and truth and we don't try to jam that in to fit with the old covenant it's all new so um, Acts delves into this a lot, obviously, as the church is trying to work this out in actuality instead of just in theory. But, um, oh, I can't remember what the verse is. Oh, it was saying, it might have been last week when we were talking about how you have to be perfect, but like, mm, yep. um, like James 2.10, if you, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point is accountable for all of it, like... If you are going to stand on your own righteousness to say that you are good enough for God, you better make sure that you haven't broke a single one of those, what is it, 613 laws? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. It's a lot. So if that's going to be your foundation, there better not be a crack in it. Because if there is, it's going to crumble. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, well, I don't have that figured out, so I'll choose jesus for 500 please (laughs) (laughs) um so yes take the new wine in the new wine skin and let the old um be where it belongs so i like it um i think i think the way you analogied that might be like i think i flipped mine around from yours a little bit which is fine but i'll get to that later (laughs) but go ahead jayfire um my question is, what does God want your life to look like? And my answer is new with new. To have the, like, don't combine your old ways with the new ways. Basically yeah. what Big Mama was saying. I mean, yeah, you're a new creation. You should be shedding off the old bad habits, right? Mm-hmm. That's good. I like that. Rosella? Yay! Um, what I wrote is to always be accepted accepting the new the new laws because when big mama was helping me um um she was saying that some of the pharisees or something were like trying to keep the old law and not um enforce the new law and trying to cancel the new law basically so what are the new laws I don't know. And if somebody came today and gave you a set of new laws, are you supposed to follow those then? Well, if they're, well, if they're God's new laws, then yes. Yeah. But you should take that up with him before you start following it. Be like, is this from you or should I keep going with this one? There yeah. weren't really any new laws. The only laws that Jesus mentions I can go off the top of my head are to love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. If you do these, you're doing right. And all of the Old Testament laws can be summed up in those. It's just more detailed on how to do those things, right? So he's not really bringing a new law, but he is bringing a new covenant, a new way to reach righteousness and to be in communion with him. And it no longer has to do with following laws, but in humbling your spirit before him, which the old law was meant to point us towards, but 
They didn't always get that. And in fact, the Pharisees did make new laws, which were a problem. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, don't always follow the new. That's a dangerous yeah. mindset to have. So just be cautious of that, okay? Yeah. Because some people do believe that, and they do keep chasing the new, and it's a problem. It has uh, skewed churches way off base. Ruby? Um, well, what I wrote down is that God wants us, or Jesus wants us all to follow his new way of doing things and not the old way with whatever 600-something, like you guys said, laws, but like following the new way of doing things. Yeah. So, yeah, I was really struggling. It was weird because, like, I've read this section before, right? But I don't usually just read it heading by heading. So, like, isolating it threw it into my mind a lot differently because I always thought I understood what the new patch and new wine and old garments and all that stuff meant. And so I really had to wrestle with it for a bit. Um, And what I was coming up with was just that they are in a new era with Jesus, right? So uh, new stuff going on. But for me, what I was getting is just, like, so we shouldn't force these people these new creations that god is giving us right like we're all new creations now we're being resurrected and so like we shouldn't be so we're kind of like the new wine then oh sure yeah see where you were saying like the he was bringing new wine or something like that but we're like the new yeah wine. i was saying is, like is jesus is of. the new wine right. stop trying to put him into the old covenant yeah that was what i was trying to say but my brain wasn't which i don't disagree <laughs> with i don't disagree with that at all but like my way my mind was working is that we're new creation so we're like new wine or we could be the new wine skin i guess doesn't matter um and they're trying to pour us back into like the old ways and that's just not going to work that's going to hurt us that's going to damage everything right and that's not what we want <laughs> um we're not supposed to go to those old and corrupted now ways yeah and so yeah anyway we should just we should not just do things because that's just what you do. Because that's what they were doing, right? That's what the Pharisees were saying. Like, well, this is what we do. So why aren't they doing it? Because that's just what you do, right? It's what you're supposed to. We should just be following Christ. We're not doing things just because that's the way things are done. That's not... that Your heart's not even in the right place at that point. You're just in a routine. <laughs> yeah. Well, both John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. I think there is um, precedent for that. And it's a, it's a command in the old testament which they were still under at this point so it makes sense that like they were fasting they should be fasting but the bridegroom's here so it's yeah. time to start yeah, well, celebrating exactly. why were they fasting that's that's the key right they were fasting because he wasn't here yet mm, yeah so do you think that affects how like whether we are to fast now or not well probably because like we are still looking for him coming back again so there is room for fasting but also he is here with us now so i I guess it all falls under grace (laughs) it does and like you're right he is within us right he gave us his um what does he call it advocate or um the spirit what does he call it i don't remember what he calls it but yeah i don't remember anyway jesus is the advocate i think oh maybe you're right yeah that's right anyway um, a helper i will send a helper helper, that's what it is so yeah we have the spirit which is also christ and god because they're all one right so we do have them with them with us so we're not we don't have to mourn for them. Like, there was a time where they would for, like, three days. <laughs> yep. And that's it. Um, and so, uh, so yeah. No, I certainly don't think we're under any law or command to fast. Now, is there benefits to fasting? Well, probably. And can you use that to get closer to God? Absolutely. But, again, you have to be in the right place heart-wise, right? For it. You have to do it for the right reasons. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't think we're under any command to do so. Because we do have him. <laughs> All right, um, section six. Section six. Jesus raises a dead girl and heals a sick woman. A girl restored to life and a woman healed. A girl restored and a woman healed. A dead. You go ahead. Forgiveness and healing. Um, a dead girl and a sick woman. No, I read the wrong one, did I? Heals, Jesus heals and raises the dead. My pages were. Well, this is the together. exact person I was talking about, too. He was a synagogue leader. Oh, this is the person you were talking about? I thought mm-hmm. it was okay. because. I couldn't remember him raising a Pharisee's daughter, but maybe. Is a synagogue leader and a Pharisee the same thing? I don't fully understand. I don't the actually Pharisees. know for sure. Because I thought that the Pharisees were the Levites, but they weren't. Not all Pharisees were Levites. So, like, I'm like. Oh, well then who were they? Like, how did they decide that they were the spiritual leaders? Because yeah. from the Old Testament laws, it was supposed to be the Levites who ran the temple. 
They took tests. And then there's the Pharisees over here with their synagogues. And I've been told that they were more political than spiritual. I don't I don't know where the Pharisees came from, honestly. They took math. Well, cause they I, definitely, I should study it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I should too. But, like, they definitely had some intersection because, like, they would bring Jesus or Paul or whatever to the authorities, too. Because they're like, hey, because they're the, kind of a representation of the Jewish people in a way. Yeah. So there is some political aspect there. They're supposed to keep their people under control. Yeah. But I don't I don't know all the ins and outs of all that. Maybe they I should study the Roman Empire years. more. <laughs> Gotta think more about this Roman <laughs> Empire. Because <laughs> um, also, like, uh, in that same vein, who are the Sadducees? I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. Pharisees and Sadducees. Because they were both problematic at times. So. <laughs> I know that they had different spiritual beliefs, but I don't know what they were. Anyway. Um, Jadefire, I believe it's your turn to go first again. Yay! My question is, what does God want your life to look like? And the only answer I could pull out of this is faithful. Because your faith has saved you. Or your faith has healed you. I mean, it's happened twice in this little section. The, the woman who was suffering and the child to be resurrected all came back through faith. So, so It was the only thing I could pull out of this, even though I've said it before. It was the only thing I could pull out. Because the synagogue leader did have faith in Jesus. Yes, he did. Does yours say synagogue leader? Mine just says one of the leaders. Mine specifically says synagogue leader, I guess. Interesting. What what version? NIV? Yeah, NIV. Jewish leader. Hmm. Which Jewish leader? That definitely well, seems like it fall into the Pharisee category. CSB, what are you doing over here? They just call him a leader. Well... <laughs> leader of what? It's probably going to be the Jewish people. <laughs> it could be like a centurion. They've called for Jesus before. Mm, I agree. Be faithful is a perfectly fine thing to pull out of this. Rosella, what do you got? He wants us to have faith. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys pull a lot of the same stuff out. Well, we have practically the same mind. What? So what does it look like to have faith? How did this woman show her faith? Uh, she's like, if I could just touch the trim of his cloak, I could be healed. Okay. So she had a problem. And she, and she trusted he... God with that he could help her. And not only did she trust him, but did she go after him? Yes. She didn't just lay home crying to herself. Because having true faith and belief means you will act on it. If you don't act on it, then do you actually believe it? No. No. That's the key. She went and took action because she did believe this. Just just like um, um, the synagogue leader, Jewish leader, or whatever. He believed that Jesus could heal his daughter, so he went after him. And we also get that with, like, the... the was it the centurion with his men that he's in charge of? One of his, his servants or something is sick. And he goes to another town, I think, to seek him out. Be like, hey. <laughs> he's like, oh, it's taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they go and pursue it because they do believe. So They don't just say, well, if he wanted me to be healed, he'd come to my house. Right. And a lot of people start to think that way, and that's dangerous. Did you have something you wanted to say, Rosella? Um, in the show, what, um, what it showed is a bunch of people were touching Jesus. The and... Chosen? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Okay, thank you. He was t- people were touching him and stuff, and then she touches him. And he's like, who touched me? And the disciples are like, everybody's touching you. What do you mean, who touched you? Yep. I mean, they say that in this story, too. Maybe not in this translation, or in this gospel, but definitely is said. Yeah. Yeah, the disciples are like, everybody's touching me. <laughs> it's like, uh, what do you mean, who touched you? <laughs> I felt power drain out of me. Oh, I felt power drain out of me. Um, all right. Uh, Ruby, what do you got? Um, that we should have faith like the woman, and that I think it's so cool, like, how she went and acted upon her faith. That's what I... Which yeah. showed true faith, because she acted on it. Sorry that we she's... stole that from yeah, you. Yeah, like, and now she's asking the question for my second part, okay. That's awesome. Well, good. I'm good stuff, there. good stuff. Uh, so for me, I focused more on the crowd that laughed and were put outside Mm. um and it was just that people will not always understand or be willing to understand what christ has done and is doing in your life um but don't let that deter you 
He has brought us to life after being dead in sin. Let's rejoice and not mourn. Did you have anything, Big Mama? Nope. You didn't, you didn't see the be faithful? You didn't see be <laughs> I did actually underline faith because Matthew seems to be really focused on faith. Hmm, um, that's a good point. Maybe I'm just focused on it while I'm reading through it, but he says you have little faith at least three times, and I haven't finished the gospel so far. Um, here it says your faith has saved you. Just a few verses down, it says let it be done according to your faith. He's very much um, about saying that however your faith is, or wherever your faith is, that's where you're anchored, and that's what's going to pull you along one way or another. Well, I would, I would suggest that it's definitely you have something in your favor that it's not just you seeing it, because Jade Fire and Rosella also are seeing that <laughs> more than once in just these last seven sections. So. Oh yeah, it, it was the centurion that Jesus told in chapter eight. Go. Oh, we already did do it. <laughs> go as you have believed. Let it be done for you. See, when you read the gospel so many times, you don't always remember that you just covered this one in the podcast. Because, like, I know it's in there. <laughs> but I don't always remember that we already talked about it. So um, you gotta take notes. I do have notes. You have yours on your phone where you, like, see the highlights and you have to click on them. I have mine in my paper Bible where I can turn the page and be like, but oh, yeah, it's right here. I'm just saying, like, I wasn't over in that section already because we already passed it so I, wasn't, I wouldn't even been looking at it even in a physical bottle oh you wouldn't have turned your page back probably not I turn my pages nope. a lot because <laughs> that's not where I'm at at the moment I'm not like because I wasn't thinking oh I'm, yeah we did talk about that I'm earlier. a little cross reference rat um okay so next up is our last section for this week I believe and for me at least it is Jesus heals the blind and the mute Jesus opens blind eyes. Um, mine's Jesus heals two blind men, and the next recording's Jesus heals a man a- unable to speak. Oh, so you have yours split and up. And my next recording is Jesus heals the mute. Oh, yours is split up too. Ooh, you guys are both doing it, so mine I'm passing is... you now, Ruby. I like it. Mine is Jesus heals the blind and mute. Mine's healing the blind. My next section is driving out a demon. Well, well. She's just like... I'm skipping the mute. All right, well... The mute is the one with the demon. Oh. Yep. So you Be also... Be a dead or a head! Boo. All right, so... Um, Rosella, it is your turn to start, so why don't you yeah. go ahead and give me what you got. Oh, uh, just b- before we get into there, where does your section end then? What verse? Um, it starts in 27 and ends in 31. Okay, cool. What I wrote is... Jesus wants us to believe in him. You mean have faith? No, <laughs> <laughs> so it says believe in verse 28. Believe. All right. Uh, Ruby. Um, that God can do a lot with just a little bit of faith. Like, he's so, again, he's very powerful um, that he can do, like, so much with just a little faith, like, you don't need a bunch of faith. You just need, like, you need, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, which they're real tiny. I saw a picture of one once. It's real tiny. How um, That if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, um, you can move a mountain. That's how much God can do with just a little bit of faith. All right. So my profound comment here is it was by their faith they were healed. They truly believed and that's what we should do. <laughs> See, I did have a faith comment in here. It just was on this one. Tap <laughs> under the table. It is interesting. Um, in light of the demons, they had faith that God could tell them what to do and where to go, and they had to do whatever He said. So that's kind of interesting. They didn't have faith in Him saving them, unfortunately, but. They believed that he had all the power. Yeah. So in a sense, they did have that faith. <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting aspect. It I is interesting. I, I agree. Um, they definitely believed that Jesus was powerful. Jesus could tell them what to do. Jesus was in charge. And if they wanted something, they had to ask him. So if even the demons believe that, maybe we should... Right. Not that we should believe everything the demons believe that's that's not what i'm preaching here but (laughs) yeah but even they believe that jesus has the power so great even the demons believe that yeah and shudder and 
shutter. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, my, my oh. highlight was, again, let it be done according to your faith. Mm. Sorry, did I jump ahead? I thought you just went. I did. I was oh, going okay. to move on, but I didn't know you were done, so oh. sorry. I was she the one. She does that with me, too. Okay. You guys do a thing where it sounds like you're done, and then you're not done. I was commenting what? on someone else's, and then I was going to give mine. <laughs> oh, do you still have to yours, It was that in 29. Let it be done for you according oh. to your faith. So he does take our faith into consideration. And like I've said a couple of times, Jesus has said, you have little faith, and then he does something amazing on their behalf. But coming up, it's going to be, Jesus, why didn't, why weren't we able to drive out the demon? And he says, well, you had little faith. <laughs> so there is benefit to having big faith. Well, and but Jesus yeah. still works on our behalf. And that faith. is an interesting comment there, though, because like he will still protect them, right? He will stop the storm, all that mm -hmm. stuff, even if they have little faith. When they go to do something without him, right, and having mm -hmm. little faith, right? It's like, well, I mean, not that he isn't omnipresent. God is right; like he can be there, but like they're doing, they're doing the action now without faith. Yeah. As opposed to just relying on him. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to advocate for him. Is that the right word? Something I don't like know. that. I, I... Going into outreach as opposed to right yeah. instead of just receiving the the whatever that yes, comes they from, from that faith. Receiving to outreach, and yeah. that takes bigger faith. So it would seem. Interesting. Because again, it's still not them doing it. It is God. <laughs> All right. Jade Fire. I think you're the one to wrap us up on this section in this week. Um, My question is, what does God want your life to look like? And my answer is to trust him. Okay. Bye. Trust him with what? Uh, With everything. Your life, your soul, your body. Your spirit. Your wants and desires. Yes. Yeah. When you think things are unfair. All right. Application time. Who would like to go first? I've got one. Well, Rosella put her hand up first. But I never go first. <laughs> well, we don't love you enough. Go ahead, Rosella. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Me. I love you, Ruby. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the first will be last, last be first, something in there. Um, <laughs> Rosetta, go ahead and share. What my application is, I'm pretty, it's supposed to be like what you want God to help you with, right? Yeah, something specific that you feel like God is trying to talk to you about something right throughout these sections. I feel like he wants me to have more faith in him because sometimes it's really hard to have faith in him. Yeah. Like when I don't get to pick the certain things. Sure, 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 sure. So when bad things happen or you feel things are unfair. Yeah. Okay. Um, there was a thing last night. Um, and uh, so how do you think you could increase in your faith? Like what steps could you take to be able to trust him more? <laughs> to like be like more like, I know I will get to do other stuff that some other people will not be able to. Like how I got to go roller skating with you guys. Um, and get to do other stuff and I need to know that when I don't get to do one thing that is okay to yeah you can trust God to still take care of you and make sure you have what you need and that's yeah. so um I, let me put put this out here then it's just that you can like focus on those things right like think through maybe even write it down if you if that's easier and just like list the things that he does take care of you for and what you do have in your life and the good things that are there right That'll help you to realize that he is there taking care of you and through all these things. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Who, and it, Ruby, you said you... Yes. Um, My application is... Well, I've kind of got to, like, just to have more faith. But then um, to not jump to conclusions like the Pharisees did, basically, with Jesus. Um, the old man phrase that's somehow earlier. Um, but... To don't be hasty. Don't be hasty. <laughs> is what I said. <laughs> yes. Not to be hasty, but to be slow and think about it, basically, or whatever. Good. Anybody else? Mine is the uh, same as Rosella's. Which is? Be more faithful. And how do you think you could be more faithful and learn to be more faithful towards God? Or have more faith in Him? Um, probably... Trusting him more, just not trusting him too much that I just start getting lazy and just like sit everywhere and relax, knowing that God will take care of everything. Because 
if I do that, I don't think that's true faith. When do you feel like you aren't trusting God? Or with what things do you not tr trust him with? Um, not getting enough joy. Seems likely, yeah. Okay. And so what are you tr putting your faith in when you're seeking to get your own joy then? Me. Or whatever I'm doing. Whether it be video games or YouTube or whatever. Yeah. So, and, and our true joy comes from the fact that he does love us and cares for us and brings all the actual good things in our lives, right? Right. He is the source of joy. Okay. Good. McMama, did you have something? Um, my brain is not waking up today. That's okay. Um, so from the faith aspect that's so prevalent, it's very obvious that that's a very important um, component to our relationship with Jesus. And one of the best ways to increase our faith for me is to change my perspective from focusing on worldly things to focusing more on him. And that's not so easy to just be like, oh, I have to remember it more throughout the day. There has to be like little checkpoints, I guess. So even things like making sure to read the scripture daily, um, listening to praise music instead of just like whatever we feel like, which we've been doing lately, um, also helps. But having those components built into our habits and our life that are reminding our minds what the truth is, um, because the truth sets us free. <laughs> and it helps me to remember that I always have the option to fulfill my purpose, which is to be an image bearer of God. I always have the option to fulfill my purpose. I always have the option to access peace and I am always accepted, no matter what is happening around me, no matter what the physical input is saying, those three things remain true, and it's hard to remember that a lot of the time, so um, incorporating things like scripture reading, um, praise songs, verses around the house, those sorts of things, to kind of checkpoint and point me back help a lot. Um, like the little verse in the kitchen, uh, it's a psalm, I think, where it says she fully trust in the Lord to take care of her or something. Okay. You all have seen it. <laughs> it's a good song. <laughs> but that's um, that's a helpful verse to have in front of you. She confidently puts her trust in the Lord. I think that's what it is. Mm. So, yeah. Because the truth is, those three things are always true. Okay. Um, so for me, I think a part of it is um, the skepticism of the pharisees right um it's easy for it's always been easy for me to be more skeptical of um, claims of miraculous things um and therefore and then that seeps into like just daily thought process of like well god isn't going to do anything like super miraculous for me like tear down a bunch of trees great that kind of thing <laughs> which he has done right yeah um and i can still stumble in that i've definitely grown from that especially with some of the things i've witnessed now but um but I think part of it is it's just easier to be skeptical than to actually bother to actually ask the follow-up questions, actually like seek out whether it's true or not, right? Because that yeah. involves more work, and I don't want to do that. Um, it's just easier to be like, well, whatever, and move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, to like take down those um, barricades a bit would be good just for like my daily even belief in what God can do um, and have that faith. But another... Um, uh, thing was just the the whole new wine new wineskins and all that stuff and old laws or made up laws or whatever it's like yeah there are God has given us like some very easy to understand I would say commands right love others and love God right those are the things we got to do I wish it was easy to understand how to love others <laughs> this is true <laughs> um and that and that falls into another section I had too where it's like but we shouldn't just be deterred because people don't necessarily understand what we're doing. Um, like we're meant, to, we're we're called to be lights to God's glory to others, right? And what He's done in our lives. But people are still not going to always understand it or want to accept it. And that's not for us to like. We're not. We can't force them to. <laughs> that's not for us to do. And so just being able to let that go. <laughs> so like, I have a lot going on in here. I guess so just those are those are the areas I need to kind of. I feel like I'm being called 
at or god's like hey 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 <laughs> look at these things <laughs> yeah. so that's where i'm at it's kind of a mess sorry but um not as specific as i normally like to get but yeah <laughs> there's a lot that he's telling you i take it yes maybe some prayer time and reflection yes <laughs> that might be some good application For there's sure. a lot yes bubbling around yep I need to take that time because yeah, I can get distracted sometimes too. So, all right, does Big Mama want to close us out this week? Sure. All right. Dear Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for Matthew for recording all of these events and um, for calling him and and knowing that this would be a way that you'd be able to be encouraging us thousands of years later. Help us to learn what you have for us here. Help us to remember what we've learned from this, um, for our hearts to keep in step with your spirit, that we would grow in our faith, that we would continue peeling our fingers of faith off of the things of this world and continue mm. looking at you. Help us to remember you in our day-to-day. Help us to remember your peace and your goodness when we're frustrated, when we're impatient, um, that you give us mercy constantly that you give us grace constantly and we are free to do the same to others and live with you live closer to you um through that so pray all this in your name amen amen